Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, in the last few episodes, we've talked about some interesting stuff. We talked about in episode uh, number eight, how I hate illiquid investments, particularly those ran by other people. We talked about how to use novelty in your investments in episode nine. And now today in episode 10 of season seven, I am going to talk about my next financial experiment. Well, before we we talk about the next one, I think it's worth a little trip down memory lane to talk about the financial experiments that I have done so far and kind of what's led me to the the point that I'm at now. So as I've been um, thinking about the past here, it, it all started for me with this idea of number one, how can I save myself some cash flow? And number two, what can I do to create multiple streams of income? And so the the journey all began with um, buying a new car. And I did this financial experiment where uh, we didn't buy it through a dealer and um, instead kind of went to a friend that could buy stuff through auctions and salvage stuff. And that was one of my, my very first financial experiments a long time ago. Uh, this podcast has been a whole financial experiment for me, a passion project that I hope you've, you've been learning with me along the way. Gosh, um, we've been doing this po- podcast for what, eight years now or something like that. So it's been quite the journey, um, which this podcast uh, certainly has had its its ups and downs. And I don't do this for the money. I do this to to share. And every so often we get a little bit of a influx in from, from a sponsor, which I really am truly grateful for Locum Story and them sponsoring a couple episodes in May. And now we have some some more sponsorships coming up from them in the fall. Now, in in the meantime, since I I did those first two things, I then moved on to buying a mobile gaming kit business with my uh, cousin. And that experiment, I think, um, revealed to me what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, and what, what I'm passionate about when it comes to business. If you ever listen back to the episode I did in season six with Land Academy folks, with Jack Butella and, and uh, Jill DeWitt, I talked a little bit about there about kind of the, the three or four legs on a stool or a chair of, of where things come together. And for me, you know, that um, number one wasn't producing in what I'm naturally good at. I'm not 
great at coding. <laughs> it's not something that I do. I don't know about product development cycles and stuff like that. Um, so it's continued. It's made money. It's produced cash flow. Even today, still producing revenue. But it's slowly, 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 slowly gone, gone uh, into decreasing so much to the point that um, we, we might just be giving up the business here in the near future or selling it. The next financial experiment that I did involved land, which if you've been listening to this podcast the past few years, you'll know how much it has meant to me in um, the commercial for the episode today. Um, I want to spread that knowledge. And those of you that have the time and interest that want to learn more about how I do it, want to be coached on it, it would be my honor to help you. And, and land has been such a blessing to us um, back when, when I made an acquisition of financial planning clients in 2008, we took on some family loans, which land allowed us to pay off with all the extra income that we had. And it's, it's been um, a journey, a learning journey, growing staff, growing multiple businesses to the point I have three land flipping businesses now. And, um, it's done wonderful. I don't know how long this gravy train is going to continue. Uh, hopefully it'll last the rest of my working career and beyond me, but uh, we'll see what happens. The, the main issue with the land stuff, the, the pros being we get incredible rates of return with it. So uh, quite often I bought something for 2000 and we'll sell it for 6000 or 7000 or 8000 or $9,000, or we'll buy something for 5000 and sell it for 10000 or 15000 sometimes for cash, sometimes for owner financing. Uh, every so often made a mistake that there might be a property or two i have never going to be able to sell. But um, those are very few and, and far between so far to this point. I'm sure I'll make other mistakes in, in the future, but I'm very blessed to say we've done very, very well with it. Um, it's allowed us to create streams of in income with owner financing where people pay me on a monthly basis to this point where now I have like 350 to 400 people between the three different businesses that are paying us on a monthly basis, which is awesome and a blessing. The con though of this is several things. Number one, it is incredibly tax inefficient. There's no depreciation in this kind of real estate. Um, we also um, find that um, that there's no short-term, uh, it's all short-term capital gains slash income. These are not long-term gains. So that the tax efficiency is just horrible with the land, although certainly the, the rates of return on my investment more than make up for that. The other thing is that it's all temporary. These, these streams of income at best, you know, might last 10 years. Um, in many cases, we're just turning around and flipping something where we get cash back in the pocket and we have to do it again and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, in order to continue to grow it, as well as to maintain the residual income that we get from the business. And so now at this particular point, 
what I'm asking myself beyond my financial planning business, which is wonderful. How can I find something that is tax efficient, which by the way, the financial planning business is not, um, that can cause me to get some tax deductions now with all this income that I have, as well as being a long-term asset. So thought about rental homes, thought about apartment buildings, thought about buying maybe another digital business, thought about storage facilities, thought about commercial buildings, thought about farmland. And as I look at one of the, I think the big benefits of being a financial advisor is you get to see all of these different things that people are doing with their money. And there were three things that uh, I concluded. Number one, as I looked at COVID and the impact of that, I saw many friends, clients, people that own residential or multifamily real estate. And the laws of the municipalities and frankly, our country were to protect renters and not the rentees. And uh, while the cash flow looks steady, cash flow looks great, depreciation looks fantastic on those things. And number two, uh, the way that, that uh, these assets have appreciated sure um, drew me away from them. As I looked at, at other assets like the digital assets and, and things like through Empire Flippers, how we acquired City Building Kit, I just really realized, you know, I don't want to spend the time that it's going to take to continue to improve and and invest into things like an Amazon FBA business or um, or a, a software business like I have been or a retail business of some sort. I just don't want to buy myself another job. And so as I started ticking down the list of different things I was interested in, it really led me to two different things. Number one, self-storage facilities. And number two, farmland. And the reason why I liked those particular things was because with um, self-storage facilities, for example, it is long-term cash flow. Uh, you have a lot of tenants. One of the, the things that I think the land business has been good for me in dealing with was just the number of customers. And really what self-storage is, you're diversifying over 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 different customers who are all paying you money. If you listen back to a few seasons ago, we had Jeff Detmer on who ran self-storage. I've had a mild interest in there for a while, but really getting to the point now that I am fascinated with this and want to continue to learn. And now for a commercial break. Well, my friends, you may have heard me talking about all kinds of interesting investments the last few years. And now we've been talking stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and all kinds of traditional investments. But maybe, just maybe, you are curious 
in learning more about investing in land and what it is like to run a land business. Well, it would be my honor and pleasure to speak with you, guide you, direct you, and coach you through how I do the land business step-by-step, piece-by-piece to create maybe uh, something like what I've been able to do. If you have any questions, feel free to schedule a time with me, 30 minutes totally free with a strategy session. Call Robbie at 612-284-2409. Again, call us directly, 612-284-2409. We look forward to talking to you soon. And now, back to the show. The, the other thing I found about self-storage um, that, as I come to realization, it is not a completely passive investment, meaning that it will take time. However, um, not as much time as perhaps a residential real estate might be with toilets and termites and, and fixing up stuff. So I like that it was not as much work as owning a bunch of rentals and you could get better cash flow with it. Number two, there's really a whole host of price points at which you could invest in. Some self-storage facilities, smaller rural ones, might be as low as 500,000 bucks. Uh, you could go to as high as like $10 million. So I really like the price points of, of which to start out. Also found out in doing some research that it usually takes about a 30% minimum down payment. So on a $500,000 facility, big stroke of cash, you know, with 150,000 or a $600,000 place, $200,000 down payment. Uh, but you can start out, you know, with, with something significant and the rates of return look to be pretty attractive. However, you know, it's really been a really hot sector. And um, as I evaluate my current situation, we moved into a new building here uh, where we are leasing for the next five years. And so I figure this gives me a couple of years to learn. Maybe interest rates go higher, prices go lower, and we can swoop in and buy something for a good deal down the road. So self-storage is, is really my next big financial experiment. I recommend, um, as I've enjoyed learning about it, we'll, we'll see if we can link a couple of these things in, in the podcast. I'm listening to a, a po podcast called Self-Storage Income. Um, really good, um, lots of YouTube videos and information on it and uh, good quality stuff and years of it. Selfstorageincome.com is the website for them. Uh, I love the YouTube, I love the podcast, they're great. Another one I've been following is The Storage Rebellion, which they have the uh, bunch of YouTube stuff. And what I liked about these guys, just as I was learning about them, was that um, they have much more in the way of coaching and courses and things around designing one-on-one -on -one trainings, which is what I feel I really need. 
And so while I'm not going about that right now, because we're still settling in with our RIA and my wife and I and my family, I have lots of travel planned for this summer. I hope by the fall to really jump in and uh, get on the boat and start learning and then eventually doing deals. Beyond that, my, uh, my next financial experiment, which might be years down the road or maybe never even materializes, is around farmland. And what I have really been attracted to there is just how incredibly, relatively, residually that can be. I don't want to use the term passive because I think that's, that's not a good term, but great residual, very low investment of time once you actually have the farmland. And um, what I love about storage, you know, you have the depreciation you have a very long-term asset, uh, which is why I like that first. Farmland, you don't have depreciation, but you have a very long-term asset. I know nothing about farming. Obviously, I know a lot about land. Um, but what I've seen in 20-plus years of, of being a financial advisor, I have a, two or three clients that inherited some land. And what they did with it when they inherited it is they found farmers who they could lease it to. And then every year or two or three years, they redo the contract. They get cash from the farmer. Farmer takes care of the land, does what he's going to do, makes money off the difference between what he leases the land for and what he actually sells goods for. And they renegotiate uh, based on the current prices of stuff. And so you have to get some education around where are prices, you know, of the crops and what are you looking to make off of it? You got to figure out what is good farmland, what is bad farmland, where are you buying, why are you buying there? So I think there's going to be a lot of homework on the front end to learn all about farmland. Um, there, there are certain things like Acre Trader and other programs out there where they'll do the work for you of finding stuff, but I think they take such a big cut off of it. I'm not sure how excited I am about working with someone like them. I'd rather work with an actual realtor that helps me identify some, some deals and helps to educate me. Perhaps um, there's other coaching programs on there around um, farming stuff. So that's, uh, that's my next phase as I move forward. You know, I think the, the self-storage thing will be more work, longer-term asset, possibility for expansion, and then eventually to move our office into a multi-story building that um, is local to our community, generates amazing cash flow, and I'll be paying myself rather than someone else a few thousand dollars a month, plus generating cash flow from all these other people that are, are leasing the building. And then finally, maybe if we find the time or interest getting into farmland and leasing it out to farmers. So that's what I'm thinking about what I'm interested in. And I would be curious to hear from you. What uh, what are you interested in? What are financial experiments? What's the, the novel thing that you are interested in? Is it cryptocurrencies? Is it um, rental houses? Is it land? Is it um, a digital business? Uh, is it... Uh, surgery centers, buying into a practice. All of these things to me are financial experiments of various sorts and various ways with which to get multiple streams of income. 
Let me know what you think. Feel free to give me a call at 612-284-2409 or email me dave at daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much, my friends. Thank you for listening, tuning in. It really would mean the world to me to hear from you and hear your thoughts. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded from registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.